Independent Audio presents William Shakespeare's Troilus and Cressida, Act 4, Part 1. Have the gods envy. See who? Who is that there? It is Captain Aeneas. Good morrow, Captain Aeneas. A valiant Greek, Aeneas. Witness the process of your speech, wherein you told how Diomed, a whole week by days, did haunt you in the field. Health to you, valiant sir, during all question of the gentle truce. But when I meet you armed, as black defiance as heart can think, or courage execute. One another, Diomed embraces. Our bloods are now in calm. So long health. Hmm. But when contention and occasion meet, by Jove, I'll play the hunter for thy life, with all my force, pursuit, and policy. And thou shalt hunt a lion that will fly with his face backward. Inhumane gentleness, welcome to Troy. Now, by Ankai's life, welcome indeed. By Venus' hand, I swear, no man alive can love in such a sort the thing he means to kill more excellently. We sympathize. Jove, let Aeneas live, if to my sword his fate be not the glory, a thousand complete courses of the sun. But in mine emulous honor let him die, with every joint a wound, and that tomorrow. We know each other well. We do and long to know each other worse. This is the most despiteful gentle greeting, the noblest hateful love that I ever heard. What business, Lord, so early? I was sent for to the king, but why I know not. His purpose meets you. First to bring this bot to Calchas' house, and there to render him, or the unfreed Antenor, the fair Cressid. Let's have your company, or, if you please, haste there before us. I constantly do think, or rather, call my thought a certain knowledge, my brother Troilus lodges there tonight. Rouse him, and give him note of our approach. With the whole quality, wherefore, I fear we shall be much unwelcome. That I assure you. Troilus had rather Troy were born to Greece than Cressid born from Troy. There is no help. The bitter disposition of our time will have it so. On, Lord, we'll follow you. Good morrow, all. And tell me, noble Diomed, faith, tell me true, even in the soul of sound good fellowship, who, in your thoughts, merits fair Helen best? Myself, woman Elias. Both alike. He merits well to have her that doth seek her, not making any scruple of her sullier. With such a hell of pain and world of charge, and you as well to keep her that defend her, not pollating the taste of her dishonor with such a costly loss of wealth and friends. He, like a puling cuckold, would drink up the lees and dregs of a flat-tamed peace, 
You, like a lecher, out of whorish loins, are pleased to breed out your inheritors. Both merits poised each ways, nor less nor more. But he is he, the heavier for a whore. You are too bitter to your countrywoman. She's bitter for her country. Hear me, Paris. For every false drop in her body veins, the Grecian's life hath sunk. For every scruple of her contaminated carrion weight, a Trojan hath been slain. Since she could speak, she hath not given so many good words breath as for her Greeks and Trojans suffered death. Fair Diomed, you do as Chapman do. Praise the thing you desire to buy. But we in silence hold this virtue well. We'll but commend what we intend to sell. Here lies our way. Dear, trouble not yourself, the morn is cold. Then, sweet my lord, I'll call mine uncle down. He shall unbolt the gates. Oh, trouble him not. To bed, to bed. Sleep kill those pretty eyes, and give as soft attachment to thy senses as infants empty of all thought. Mm, good morrow, then. I prithee now to bed. <laughs> Are you weary of me? Oh, Cressida. But that the busy day, waked by the lark, hath roused the ribald crows, and dreaming night will hide our joys no longer, I would not from thee. <laughs> night hath been too brief. Beshrew the witch! With venomous whites she stays as tediously as hell, but flies the grasps of love with wings from momentary swift than thought. You will catch cold and curse me. Prithee tarry! You men will never tarry. Oh, foolish Cressid, I might have still held off, and then you would have tarried. Hark, there's one up. It is your uncle. A pestilence on him. Now will he be mocking. I shall have such a life. How now, how now? How go maidenheads? Here, you, maid. Where's my cousin Cressid? <laughs> go hang yourself, you naughty mocking uncle. You bring me to do, and then you flout me too. To do what? To do what? Let her say what. What have I brought you to do? Come, come, be shrew your heart. You'll ne'er be good, nor suffer others. Ha <laughs> ha! Alas, poor wretch. Ah, poor Cappuccia has not slept a night. Would he not, a naughty man, let it sleep? A bugbear take him. <laughs> Did not I tell you, would he were knocked in the head? Who's that at the door? Good uncle, go and see. My lord, come you again into my chamber. <laughs> you smile and mock me as if I meant naughtily. <laughs> <laughs> come, you are deceived. I think of no such thing. How earnestly they ring. Pray you come in. I would not for half Troy have you seen here. Who's there? What's the matter? Will you beat down the door? How now? What's the matter? Good morrow, Lord. Good morrow. Who's there? Uh, Captain Aeneas. By my troth, I knew you not. What news with you so early? Is not Prince Troilus here? Here? What should he do here? 
Come, he is here, my lord. Do not deny him. It doth import him much to speak with me. Is he here? Say you? Tis more than I know. I'll be sworn. For my part, I came in late. What should he do here? Who? Nay, then, come, come, you'll do him wrong ere you're where. You'll be so true to him to be false to him. Do not you know of him, but yet go fetch him hither. Go! How now? What's the matter? My lord, I scarce have leisure to salute you. My matter is so rash. There is at hand Paris your brother and Daphobus, the Grecian Diomed, and our antenna delivered to us. And for him, forthwith, ere the first sacrifice, within this hour, we must give up to Diomedes' hand, the Lady Cressida. Is it so concluded? By Priam and the general state of Troy. They are at hand and ready to effect it. How my achievements mock me. I will go meet them. And, my lord Aeneas, we met by chance. You did not find me here. Good. Good, good, my lord. The secrets of nature have not more gift in taciturnity. Is it possible? No sooner got but lost. The devil take Andenor. The young prince will go mad. A plague upon Antinor. I would they had broke his neck. How oh, now, what's the matter? Who was here? Ah. Ah. I saw you so profoundly. Where's my lord? Gone. Tell me, sweet uncle, what's the matter? Would I were as deep under the earth as I am above. Oh, the gods, what's the matter? Prithee, get thee in. Wouldst thou hadst never been born. I knew thou wouldst be his death. Oh, poor gentleman, oh, plague upon Antenor. Good uncle, I beseech you, on my knees, I beseech you. What's the matter? Thou must be gone, wench. Thou must be gone. Thou art changed for Antenor. Thou must to thy father and be gone from Troilus. Twill be his death, twill be his pain, he cannot bear it. You immortal gods, I will not go! Thou must. I will not, uncle. I have forgot my father. I know no touch of consanguinity, no kin, no love, no blood, no soul so near me as the sweet Troilus. Oh, you gods divine! Make Cressid's name the very crown of falsehood if ever she leave Troilus. Time, force, and death. Do to this body what extremes you can, but the strong base and building of my love is at the very centre of the earth, drawing all things to it. I'll go in and weep. Do. Do. Tear my bright hair and scratch my praised cheeks. Crack my clear voice with sobs and break my heart with sounding Troilus. I will not go from Troy. It is great morning, and the hour prefixed of her delivery to this valiant Greek comes fast upon. Good, my brother Troilus, tell you the lady what she is to do, and haste her to the purpose. Walk into her house. I'll bring her to the Grecian presently. 
and to his hand will I deliver her. Think it an altar, and thy brother Troilus, a priest there offering to it his own heart. I know what is to love, and would, as I shall pity, I could help. Please, you walk in, my lord. that I taste, and violenteth in a sense as strong as that which causeth it. How can I moderate it? If I could temporize with my affection or brew it to a weak and colder palate than like a layman could I give my grief! Oh. My love admits no qualifying dross, no more my grief in such a precious loss. Here, here, here he comes. Ah, oh, sweet ducks. Oh, Troilus! Troilus! What a pair of spectacles is here. Let me embrace too. Oh, heart, as the goodly saying is. Oh, heart, heavy heart, why sighest thou without breaking? Where he answers again, because thou canst not ease thy smart by friendship nor by speaking. There was never a truer rhyme. Let us cast away nothing, for we may live to have need of such a verse. We see it, we see it. How now, lambs? Cressid. I love thee in so strained a purity, that the blessed gods, as angry with my fancy, more bright in zeal than the devotion which cold lips blow to their deities, take thee from me. Have the gods envy? Aye, 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 aye. Tis too plain a case. And is it true that I must go from Troy? A hateful truth. Too? From Troy and Troilus. Is it possible? And suddenly, were injury of chance puts back leave taking, justless roughly by all time of pause, rudely beguiles our lips of all rejoinder, forcibly prevents our locked embrasures, strangles our dear vows even in the birth of our own laboring breath. We too, that with so many thousand sighs did buy each other, must poorly sell ourselves with the rude brevity and discharge of one. Injurious time, now with the robber's haste, crams his rich thievery up, he knows not how. As many farewells as stars in heaven, with distinct breath and consigned kisses to them, he fumbles up into a loose adieu, and scans us with a single famished kiss distaste with the salt of broken tears. My lord, is the lady ready? Hark, you are called. Some say the genius so cries come to him that instantly must die. Bid them have patience, she shall come anon. Where are my tears? Rain to lay this wind or my heart will be blown up by the root. I must then to the Grecians. No remedy. 
a woeful crescent amongst the merry Greeks. <laughs> when shall we see again? Hear me, my love. Be thou but true of heart. I true? How now, what wicked deem is this? Nay, we must use expostulation kindly, for it is parting from us. I speak not be thou true as fearing thee, for I will throw my glove to death himself, that there's no maculation in thy heart. But be thou true, say I, to fashion in my sequent protestation. Be thou true, and I will see thee. Oh, you shall be exposed, my lord, to dangers as infinite as imminent, but I'll be true. And I'll grow friend with danger. Wear this sleeve. And you this glove. When shall I see you? I will corrupt the Grecian sentinels to give thee nightly visitation. But yet be true. Oh, heavens, be true again. Hear while I speak it, love. The Grecian youths are full of quality. They're loving, well composed with gifts of nature, flowing and swelling o'er with art and exercise. How novelty may move, and parts with person, alas, a kind of godly jealousy, which I beseech you call a virtuous sin, makes me afeard. Oh heavens, you love me not! Die I a villain then? In this I do not call your faith in question so mainly as my merit. I cannot sing nor hear the high levolt, nor sweeten talk, nor play at subtle games fair virtuous all, to which the Grecians are most prompt and pregnant. But I can tell that in each grace of these there lurks a still and dumb discourse devil that tempts most cunningly, but be not tempted. Do you think I will? No, but something may be done that we will not, and sometimes we are devils to ourselves when we will tempt the frailty of our powers, presuming on their changeful potency. Nay, good my lord. Come, kiss, and let us part. Brother Troilus. Good brother, come you hither, and bring Aeneas and the Grecian with you. My lord, will you be true? Who, I? Alas, it is my vice, my fault. While others fish with craft for the great opinion, I with great truth catch mere simplicity. Whilst some with cunning gild their copper crowns, with truth and plainness I do wear mine bare. Fear not, my truth. The moral of my wit is plain and true. There's all the reach of it. Welcome, Sir Diomed. Here is the lady which for Antinor would deliver you. At the port, Lord, I give her to thy hand, and by the way possesses thee what she is. And treat her fair, and by my soul, fair Greek, if e'er thou stand at the mercy of my sword, name Cressida, and thy life shall be as safe as Priam is in Ilion. Fair Lady Cressida, so please you, save the thanks this prince expects. The luster in your eye, heaven in your cheek, pleads your fair usage, and to Diomed you shall be mistress and command him wholly. Grecian, thou dost not use me courteously. To shame the zeal of my petition to thee in praising her, I tell thee, Lord of Greece, she is as far high sawing o'er the praises as thou unworthy to be called her servant. I charge thee use her well, even for my charge. 
for by the dreadful Pluto, if thou dost not, though the great bulk Achilles be thy god, I'll cut thy throat. Oh, <laughs> be not moved, Prince Troilus. Let me be privileged by my place and message to be a speaker free. When I am hence, I'll answer to my lust. And know you, Lord, I'll nothing do on charge. To her own worth, she shall be prized. But that you say be so, I'll speak it in my spirit and honor. No. Come to the port. I'll tell thee, Diomed. This brave shall oft make thee to hide thy head. Lady, give me your hand. And as we walk, to our own selves bend we our needful talk. Hark, Hector's trumpet! How have we spent this morning? The prince must think me tardy and remiss that swore to ride before him to the field. Tis Troilus' fault. Come, come, to the field with him. Let us make ready straight. Yea, with her bridegroom's fresh alacrity, let us address to tend on Hector's heels. The glory of our Troy doth this day lie on his fair work in single chivalry. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. Troilus and Cressida, Act 4, Part 1. Featuring the voice talents of Julia E. as the prologue and Aeneas, C.J. Housh as Paris, Morgan Z. Soul as Davibus, Chris Casey as Diomedes, Gavin Folland as Pandarus, Paul Brueggemann as Troilus, Emmeline Tuck as Cressida. Written by William Shakespeare. Audio adaptation by Morgan Z. Soule. Directed by James Rossi and Joel Rowan. Music by Josh Molan at thetunepeddler.com. Pendant Shakespeare theme by Landon Bell. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2019 Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.